Well, we got some plans changing. Of course, we all know that old T-Max here is going to be a daddy of two soon, so... Doesn't leave a lot of time to go to the theater. And since we couldn't really find a suitable replacement for a reviewer, luckily, good old streaming saves the day once again, where Amazon coming out with uh, what is kind of taking people by surprise with their new series, The Boys. It's based on a comic, so you know Troy's got some something to say about it. And, uh, you know, I like those, uh, non-traditional superhero stories. You know, I got something to say about it. We got some things to say about this. We'll just put it like that. So let's get in to Amazon's The Boys on a very naughty superhero edition of The Review Review. That's right. <laughs> that was very well done. <laughs> Welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big boyish opinions. Today I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. And I am shameless when it comes to crowbarring Kenny Loggins into any of our shows. Especially that song. Especially My God, that show. That, that song. song is the best song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my oh man oh boy <laughs> so i'm kind of disappointed uh. <laughs> yeah oh the boys <laughs> i uh i'm kind of disappointed i wasn't able to go out and get to see uh once upon a time in hollywood oh yeah um but uh that being said we always have our uh what we missed in uh the end of the year that's at right. the end of the year that's right so, so we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Rest your pretty little heads. Don't you worry Unless about that. Unless you're ugly, then rest your ugly little heads. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, rest all heads. Yeah. All heads, <laughs> please be well rested. <laughs> get the main hours in. Mm-hmm. At least six. Come on. Yeah. Want to look like me? Bag or, your yeah, or Yeah, or Troy within the next week or so, which will be two. <laughs> Not even like week, just, <laughs> just <laughs> mere, da- days. mere days. Mere days. <laughs> You will be sleeping like, as you say, S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sleeping like hot S. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad um, it came through. I actually forgot this was coming out so soon. I know. I did, too. Like, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, this could be a nice replacement. Yeah. And not that I didn't know it was coming, because this was advertised like crazy. I know. There was nowhere I couldn't go without seeing an ad for the boys. So yeah. Amazon like pumped the shit out of the advertising mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Um and we'll get into more of that later, but like I was like, I guess I'm gonna watch it. The internet's talking about it. Yeah. And like we, for we for some it. reason, like Amazon's most Amazon series don't really catch on that much. Like maybe they'll win a few Emmys here and there when they come when it comes to that time, but right. They never get really big, and this is like the first time I've seen an Amazon series really catch on. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people talking about this. Yeah, same. I mean, I don't even think, what's like one other Amazon, like, 
Miss Maisel. Yeah, Miss Maisel's hot. probably the one thing, uh, only other thing that I've seen that's gotten pretty big on Amazon. Um, people were talking about Man in the High Castle when that came out. But yeah, like now that's it's kind of fallen off. There's um, been a few people talking about Homecoming, that Julia oh, Roberts yeah. show, but even that, I've never seen anything that's gotten like as much talk as this has. Yeah. So it's probably a, a good thing that we're now yeah. switching gears. Yeah, for sure. And talking to the boys, which will be later, of course. I mean, show. not right now. Yeah. You're going to blow our water. Look, look at the clock. Is it top of the hour? Then shut the hell up. Fucking doubt it. Shut the fuck up <laughs> and wait for that top of the hour when we get in there. And we, we get in deep with the boys. That's it, boy. Um, hey, but I do have some news of the week. Always hey. after SDCC, news dries up. It does. Comes a goddamn Sahara Desert and out here. When I it's... searched high and low to find anything yeah. on like multiple different platforms, and yeah. I'm just finding garbage. I'm pretty sure all the news that I have would be things that I'd be like, this isn't really news. <laughs> <laughs> on normal weeks, but this week, because there's nothing, uh-huh. I'm just going to say this hot garbage that I found. Yeah. But that's great. Just preempt it with that. That's, that's awesome. So look forward to my news. <laughs> I do have a little bit that I've scraped up here. Okay. So um, I can't remember if we brought this up last week. I don't think we did. But uh, that uh, Dave Batista, our favorite wrestler to actor. Exactly. It's been proven. You want to list him again? <laughs> I, sa- I, saved, I saved the song this time, so you can do it. Do you have the song? Hold on. Let me get it. All right. I got the song. Here we go. List, list your uh, favorite uh, wrestler to actors starting right now. Well, first, probably have John Cena. Yeah. Okay. And when I first have you last. Okay. No. Okay. But I guess maybe Hulk Hogan would be his definitely. Yeah. But coming in at number one. Yeah. It's just a fan for you. It's always, it's always, always Dave Batista. It's Dave Batista. She licked you in her house. Ah, worked out perfect that time. <laughs> worked out perfect that time. What's the fun, you know what the best part of this little skit that we do is? What? I can't hear the music. I know. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to it. Later. So I'm trying to imagine where we are in the song at all times, and it's never usually I, I'm right. Trying to, I'm trying to give you somewhat visual or audible clues. <laughs> I'm trying to read your face, yeah. more or less. Like, like when I start looking frantic, then it's like, <laughs> wrap, wrap it up. It up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, Dave Batista, obviously number one. He's being joined by one Terry Crews. Oh, my God. So much beefcake. Double beefcake. This is double beefcake patties right Holy here. Holy cow. Uh, they are just jonesing. They are hard. To all beefcake patties. For the idea to be in the Gears of War movie that they want to get spearheaded. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't care about that game. Like, it looks... No. I mean, I look great when it came out. I've never actually even played any yeah. of them. All I remember is that there's a chainsaw. Yeah, chainsaw gun. Chainsaw gun. You can, like, curb stomp people. I'm like, wow, that's horribly violent. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not like anything I've never played before. But uh, the main character in that looks like Batista. He does. <laughs> and there's no reason why this movie really shouldn't be made, I guess. Yeah. It made I'm, a movie off every other fucking game that's out there now that's true i mean they're never they're never really any good no but what's almost him before? never <laughs> almost never right 
They get on a hot streak for a little bit, thinking they're going to break the streak. Never happens. Never happens. There's a little bit, of a, a little bit of a dry spell. Yeah. And then they try it all over again. Yeah. Then they put out a bunch of them. But uh, never work. Do you think this one could work? I mean, I don't know anything about Gears of War, so neither do I. There's a chainsaw gun. You there's mean you chainsaw have that. gun? There's curb stomping. You have that. You have those things. Yeah. I mean, you have the act. It's like being typecast. You almost. put those two things together. You got like a a good two hour movie there, <laughs> one I, hour of chainsaw gunning and then another hour of curb stomping. I mean, bada boom, you got a you got a hit. You got a hit. You got a hit. You got so, a hit. Uh, maybe that could be a thing. Who knows? They're championing for it very aggressively on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Batista more or less more than Terry Crews. Yeah. Is there anything that you don't do aggressively on Twitter nowadays? <laughs> that's, I've never that's a seen a, I've never seen a subtle tweet before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a subtle tweet. If there was ever a subtle tweet, I would retweet that aggressively. <laughs> yeah. Anything that is, any, even even something that is tweeted subtly will be aggressively retweeted with this yeah. as, the, as the comment above the retweet. Yes. Yes. All caps. Oh my God. Or <laughs> the message above would be like, this tweet is the <laughs> most subtle thing ever hashtag don't at me <laughs> oh my god but yeah so anyway let's see if it happens let's they get like, a lot of pull in hollywood now that dave batista is in high high, true. high ranking shit yeah he's he's our number one so of course he's up there that's right uh riding off that stuber high <laughs> you, oh my god he's so high on stuber <laughs> Using that Stuber money to... We gotta stop talking about Stuber, otherwise you're gonna have to review it. And I don't wanna. I don't either. <laughs> uh, JT, the Disney Plus is coming. And it's coming very soon. Yeah. It's like, what, November? Yeah. Shit. Uh, it's coming in at a measly $7. Seven Oof, baby. Affordable by many. Oh, baby. Uh, what I also heard that come near November... Now that Disney owns Hulu as well, yeah, is that Disney Plus may be an add-on to Hulu, oh, making it possibly cheaper to add it on to already Hulu paying subscribers. Good. Um, that way you could bundle everything together. Sweet. That's so I can rumored. make Molly buy it. Yeah, because she has the Hulu subscription. Of course, at the household. You do that. I was trying to look more of it up, and I couldn't find anything of it. But I've heard it multiple times on like other different things. Yeah, like. That would be pretty cool. And I can keep watching my family matters. And I could maybe eventually get to Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and then Family Matters. Probably Family Matters first, and then I'll never see Handmaid's oh, Tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, like, Chelsea and I were trying to, like, go over, like, what things we may or may not drop in a streaming service thing. And yeah. I said this to her. She's like, oh, good, because I really like Hulu. I'm like, when's the last time you watched Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> He held a knife up to her and everything. It got <laughs> and then, real like, awkward. The next day, she was like watching something on. I'm like, well, what do I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, are you? Would you be a fan? Well, I mean, obviously, bundling thing is the way to go. I mean, if you're gonna oh, do yeah. something and you own it all, bring it all out. Yes, just do it. Exactly. I want to see what Hulu turns into once Disney gets full control of it, because I like that one-stop shopping go-to for like all the network stuff you can watch. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And right now, it's the only place that does it yeah. until they 
all do their own shit. Yeah. Which is going to be frustrating. Might, yeah, it'll be really frustrating. Then I'll, then I'll have to, like, buy pilots. <laughs> or just drop that show completely. <laughs> but it's so fun. I know it's fun, but then w- at what cost? It's like the cost usually, of like, pilots. I think, like, just one episode of a show is, like, maybe, like, a dollar or two dollars. Right, if you get off, like, iTunes or whatever, right? Yeah. It's not it's not a dollar if you have to buy a subscription for the month. Yeah. So like that and then spending thirty dollars to watch pilots to cancel yeah. it all. So if it's like a dollar and we do like six episodes. I mean it won't be that bad, I guess. Mm. I don't know. We'll we'll reconvene at this at a later date. Yeah. I mean that's not important right now. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're we gotta talk about the boys. We're talking about the boys, babe. Gotta talk about the boys, babe. Um You know, last week we brought up a movie. Spider-Man Far From Home made that billion dollars. It, of course, did. There's another one that Sony... crossed that finish line, too. Oh, my God. And Where's here the be- here I the am bell. without that bell. The bell's gone, gone The bell's gone missing. It's up and left. Well, I, let, me look up a, let me look up something that has a bell sound. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google. Play a bell sound. This is an Agogo. Give me that bill. Give me that bill. Thanks. What a terrible bell, Google. <laughs> Don't it's... worry about it. <laughs> All right, I guess I won't. Jeez, sassy bitch that Google's being today. Uh, but anyway, the Lion King. Google's got a shitty bell. Hey, get out of here, Fred Schneider. We flew you in again for this. We flew you in Sorry. just to just to criticize Google's bells. <laughs> the Lion King surpassed one billion worldwide in less in three weeks of its total theatrical runtime. Yeah. It's killing. Now that's killing worldwide. It. I should probably look up to see what it's made domestically, because it's got to be just potatoes. Let's look it up. Lion King. Look King. That's not what I wanted. Yellow King? The, lo- <laughs> the Yellow King. Blink and you miss it, but he's there. <laughs> Box. Oh my god. Now, I think... Oh, it was only made for... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's the last one that was made. I was like, it was only made for $45 million? That's amazing. That's not true. <laughs> Why? Sorry, my phone is being a piece of ass today. Oh, no. Was Verizon on all those things down the other day? I think, yeah, I think it was Verizon that was one. Verizon and US Cellular, I think, were the ones that were out. But mine was never out, so I don't get it. Well, I never checked my phone all day until it was back on, I guess. But Okay, so, as of today... It surpassed $1 billion. Domestically, it made 376 in the States. Million. Oof. Worldwide, or foreign markets, $638 million to make that. $1.014 million ball hairs. Giddy up. Giddy up. I heard that it costs like $250 million to make them. <laughs> well, just look at the cast alone. Oh, that's true. So I can't you remember. think Queen Bee's going to get out of her house for less than a mil? I don't think so, buddy. I don't think so, Bob. <laughs> I was <laughs> listening to something where they were like, 
so this is an odd th it's weird. It, the only way this could have been made if they made, like, a remake of The Lion King, right? Yeah. Because if, like, John Favreau was like, I have an idea for a movie. Yeah. John Favreau was like, I'm going to make a lion movie <laughs> with Donald Glover yeah. and Beyonce Knowles. That's right. It's Get also out of our office. Seth Rogen, yeah. Billy Eichner, John Oliver, James Earl Jones, Jeremy... No, not Jeremy Irons. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Chitua, Chitua, Chitua Edgio Edgio Four. We're going to have all these people in it. And it's just going to be a movie. We're going to make it up. Yep. Can I have $250 million? <laughs> it's going to look like a Disney nature movie, but they're going to be lions that talk. <laughs> uh, Disney and would be like, be Hamlet. I don't think so. <laughs> if, as long as you make a remake of The Lion King, we'll give you all the money in the world. Deal. <laughs> they did it. That's insane. It's, it's insane. Mm. I was actually looking up another article before we started this that um, the top... There's only, like, 14 movies has ever made, like, over a billion dollars. Yeah. And four of them are original. Jesus. All of the other ones yeah. are remakes or uh, whatever. Like, yeah. sequels or franchises. Which, I'm like, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's still, like, ugh. People are looking for that. 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 What makes them feel good. I know. Do you think that's ever going to break? I don't know. And I hope so. If like if like a genre gets really big, sometime I can see it breaking. Like if it's like if like crime dramas all of a sudden become a huge thing, uh -huh. like I can see a lot of like original ones of those making. Yeah. But until that time, I mean, we're franchise all the way. Yeah, franchises all the way. Hmm. All right. I'm curious what's gonna be like the next big thing in movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Cause it's like. I don't know. Like superheroes are definitely like the new westerns, like yeah. especially now. Like when we're like talking about, we're gonna talk about the boys later. Where it's like now we're like entering that era where it's like people are sick of it, but they still want to watch it. Where yeah. it's like I want to see them be pieces of shit. <laughs> like even yeah. westerns went through that. Yeah. What was like? What was like the big thing in the nineties? Would have been like nineties action movies. Man. I think like or yeah, rom coms maybe. Ah, but even then, they don't, fuck. like, kill. Yeah. But, like, then you had, like, Terminator 2 came out in the 90s. Yeah, I want to say, like, maybe action. It was definitely, like, action, far-fetched sci-fi. Like, sci-fi, I think, got really big in, like, the 90s. See, that's, like, uh, I don't know, man. Because, like, Jurassic like... Park was really big. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, But I can't, like, nail, nail it down as just, like, a simple, like, I don't know. I just think like action movies yeah. in like, general. Like, but like actors in general were big in the nineties. Uh, I can agree like, with usually that. Usually when you like think of like a big movie in the nineties, there's always like a really big star behind it, unless it was like Jurassic Park. That's true. But it's always like Robin Williams in <laughs> But even if it wasn't like if it was something like a Jurassic Park, that was a, a Steven Spielberg movie. That's true. Yeah. Spielberg was like the one director that was like, oh, Spiel Spielberg. So yeah, I would. I think I would agree with you there. Like actors probably cleaned up in the nineties. Yeah. So you had like your Schwarzeneggers and like your action movies, like in True Lies and Terminator oh, and all God. that shit. True Lies. <laughs> I need to watch True Lies again. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw it all the way through until we did it for the show. I was like, hell yeah, dude! It's it's like super fun. One of the perfect Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> Some if you want to watch a crazy Schwarzenegger movie, you need to do that one where he's like a clone. You ever watch that one? It was like the sixth day. I don't think so. Oh my god, 
He was in some bullshit. Oh, I know. <laughs> Late some on of that there. bullshit's fun to watch, though. <laughs> we should dive into some of those bullshit. Dude, ones. that was six. I remember watching the sixth day and thinking it was so awesome when I saw it as a kid. Oh, that and means it's, it's awful. Like, yeah, and it's real bad. <laughs> like, all the henchmen are just clones. Like, everyone is a clone in the movie. <laughs> Great. So, everything means nothing. Everything means every- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You literally watch, like, the same people die, like, nine times. Everything means nothing. That should be a quote, just a quote for the show. Everything make, means nothing. You should make that a t-shirt. Review, review podcast, everything means nothing. Everything means nothing. <laughs> it's a bit nihilistic, but I like it. Uh, anyway, that's all my news. That's all I got. So if you want to pull right. something up. All right. Yeah, we should just dive into some shitty Schwarzenegger movies sometime. I've always, I've never watched Twins. And I've always wanted to see it. Oh, I remember watching it like the only time I've like seen it. I've that's one I have seen all the way through, but it's like been on TV. Yeah, and so I was like, and at somebody like a relative's house. Yeah, so like I was only in and out of it, but like that's one I have actually seen all the way through. Oh man, I just waiting for Twins too. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Twins two that's supposed to come out. Ugh. Why is it being a piece of shit? Hold on. I'm waiting. Oh, I know you're waiting because you're um, giving me that. that... I, Go I, ahead. I just remembered something that I'm writing down Uh-oh. for something I watched this last week. Okay. So it should be pretty interesting. Ooh, okay. Well, anyway, there you go. But anyways, uh, Troy Baskets. We talked about the first season on here. Yes. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Have you have you caught up with it at all? Mm-mm. I wanted to go back and... Because I think they've put season two and season three on Hulu, so I want to go Sweet. back and watch that. I guess I should keep Hulu then. <laughs> I guess you should keep Hulu. But anyways, <laughs> they're currently on their fourth season, and apparently, according to FX, this is going to be their final season. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I like when a show is like knows what it wants to it do. It knows it's when it's tight, done. It's done. It knows when it's done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, maybe I'll go back and watch them all now. Yeah. Did you follow through with anything after season one? No, not really. I think I watched the the premiere of season two, and it was good. Yeah. It's just I never got around. Like, Molly didn't like it because she was like, it's, it's funny, but it's weirdly depressing at the same time, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I like it because it's like something that Zach Galifianakis just wants to do and get out of his system. Yeah. And it ends up like hitting a lot of different emotional beats. Oh, yeah. Where it's like his weird kind of almost like dour brand of humor cut with like really real raw family moments. I know. Like the and fact it, that they can dress Louis Anderson in drag and it'll be like an emotional thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Yeah. I think it's really good. Really <laughs> smart. Yeah. So give it to me. I'm, maybe I'll crank. I'm going to watch a lot of stuff. You are going to watch a lot of stuff when you're I on. I say your... that. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to spend most of the time trying to sleep as much as you can. Uh, but, so there you go. Uh,. Troy, cinematographer Robert Richardson, yeah, who was supposed to be the cinematographer for Ben Affleck's Batman movie that was supposed to come out, okay, said that uh, in an interview that it was supposed to focus on Arkham Asylum if it were oh. to be made. Okay, okay. So, uh, so uh, there you go. Something that would be pretty cool. We won't get, but I don't. Th- 
there hasn't been a Batman movie yet where they've really dove into Arkham Asylum yet. Yeah. Kind of in the first Nolan movie a bit with the Scarecrow stuff. Yeah. But not even really. Yeah. And it looked like just a regular hospital. Like, usually when I think of Arkham Asylum, I just think of, like, a place so insane that it just bleeds insanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime I think about it, it's like this old, almost castle of a building. Yeah. And that's, like, supposed to be a hospital. And I think about it with, like, stone walls. I'm like, that can't be, like, sanitary or yeah. <laughs> well-built or any sort of the matter. But somehow it works, right, for Gotham? I well, it never works. They always fucking escape. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, yeah, I... If they made it somewhat close to, like, maybe the game aesthetic, like the Arkham Asylum game, that'd be pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. That'd have been fun. But I'm not, I'm not saying you have to do exactly what they did in that, but I would love to see, like, a, like almost like a bottle movie where it's all set in, like, Arkham. Yeah. And he's kind of trapped in there trying to work his way through a bunch of yeah. villains and shit. And he has to do, like, detective stuff to get out of stuff, too. Yeah. Detective Vision, just like in Arkham Asylum. Oh, my God. Just make Arkham Asylum the, the movie. Arkham Asylum, the game, the movie. <laughs> yeah. It'd be amazing. Uh, Troy Luca Guad Guadagnino. Uh-huh. He was the director of uh, Call Me By Your Name and the latest Suspiria uh -huh. movie that came out. It's supposed to be doing a adaptation of Lord of the Flies. Oh, okay. That's so, one of the books I did read in high school. That is also one of the books I did read in high school as well. <laughs> that and Flowers for Algernon were probably the two that I remember reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Of Mice and Men. Those are probably the three that I remember the most oh, from high yeah. school. Yeah. Those are the ones I remember the most. I, and I read The Odyssey. Did you ever yeah. read The Odyssey? No, I never read The Odyssey. Hmm. Other than that, I couldn't tell. I had to read Old Man on the Sea, but I, I don't think I read that one. That one's boring as shit. <laughs> like, I just read Spark Notes on that thing. Yeah. There was a few books here and there where I was like, I'm just going to try and get the gist of it. Yeah. Okay, so I want to go on a little bit of a tangent here about books and I had oh, to read Jesus. in high school. Because I have strong feelings towards this. Yeah. I get it that they're like American classics. Yeah. But I don't feel like a majority of high school kids appreciate them as classics until they're later in life. Yeah. And trying to cram stuff them down into a high schooler's throat and make them write reports on it, just kind of ruining it, yeah. the book in general, by overanalyzing a book that's already been overanalyzed a billion times mm -hmm. doesn't help the case to want to even dive into this at all. Oh, no, I feel you. So, like, <clears throat> granted, I was I liked that I was given the opportunity to read some of these, and it made me open my eyes to some that I would want to maybe read in the future. That being said, Old Man on Sea is still boring as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. The, or The Glass Menagerie, <laughs> or... Death of a Salesman? I don't like that either. Like, I get it that they're classics, but that doesn't mean I have to like them. Oh, yeah. And I hate it that, at least, maybe I didn't do my due diligence while doing, like, the reports and stuff after do reading the books. Yeah. Because I wish I would have given the reports, like, as we would, like, do this show. You know? Like, review it for its merits that was given to us. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just be like, well, this happened, and the uh, it relates to this in some sort of biblical nature, and blah, 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 blah. Like, nobody cares. Like, yeah. nobody's going to get something out of a high school review that hasn't been said by, a like, a serious novelist. Oh, yeah. Or analyst, something yeah. like that. 
Anyway, that's all my rant. Well, my, I have a tangent on high school <laughs> that I've been like dwelling on where it's like, I feel like so much of the classes in high school, I just don't use nowadays. Oh, yeah, that's true. Where it's like, I feel like I would have got way more out of high school if they would have like, oh, I don't know, show me how to do taxes instead of <laughs> fucking pre-calculus. <laughs> oh, my God. So in my... No, in my junior year, yeah. How for whatever reason I got out of taking any math my senior year. Yeah, don't know how it happened. How the fuck. It. I think our senior year, it was only a, a requisite you had to take three years of of math. Oh, okay. And I f- found that out, and I'm like, and I'm not gonna take it my senior <laughs> year because, like, in my junior year, I got into trigonometry. Yeah, which is just fucking dealing with, like. The most bullshit n- yeah. number sequences. Like, you only need to know this if you're, like, a rocket scientist no shit. or a math teacher. Yeah. And I asked my math teacher, what's the actual application of this? And he's like, if you teach math. Jesus. And I'm like, I clocked out then. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, then I'm... It sucked because I got a terrible grade in that class because yeah. I'm just like, I'll just do enough to get a D. Yeah. That's the lowest grade I've ever gotten. But so much of high school is absorbing knowledge you're never going to fucking use. Like, Yeah, I'm- granted, but like, <laughs> I think it's good to like learn a lot of that stuff, to have a basic knowledge of how the world works. Yeah, I, I understand having a basic knowledge, but then there's so much shit that's like... That should be taught instead. That should be taught, Yeah. Yeah, or it's like, you like can doing just, your taxes. Yeah, doing your taxes. Like, how do you manage your finances? Uh-huh. Like, how do you look into buying a house? How do you buy a car? Yeah. How do you like, su- like support yourself, as opposed to like getting out there and being like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'll just have the government fucking give me shit. I guess <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it is. Like, no one really knows how to take care of themselves once they get out of high school, and not everyone's gonna go to college. Right. And not e- not everyone's parents are gonna teach them how to do that shit. Right. So then it's it's just like. Teach them in high school so that way, like, they'll have, like, a basic knowledge. When they get pushed out of the house as, like, a child still. Yeah. Because I look at my back at me at, like, 18 thinking back then, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty grown up. I know how it works. Yeah. I look at, me like, pictures and videos of me then. I'm like, I was, like, a child. Yeah. And, like, I'm pushed out of the house to go to college and living on my own, not having any real practical skills at yeah. all, except for learning a semester of trigonometry that I sucked at. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, like, yeah, I I totally agree. And, like, one of my, uh, actually, one of our teachers, um, for the final for that was just things you should know before you're, like, graduate high school. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, who's on Mount Rushmore? And, like, just shit, like, practical knowledge that, like, if you don't know this, then you have failed, like, all of school. (laughs) Like, the public education system must have failed you or you are just a dipshit. Yeah. Like, I can agree with, like, maybe, like, having, like, teachers for, like, certain electives where it's, like, okay, if you want to be science-heavy, then you can take the science class. If you want to be math-heavy, you can take this math class. But, like, the main basis of, like... At least your last two years in high school needs to be, how the fuck do you live outside of school? Because <laughs> yeah. you spend 12 years of your life in fucking school where right. they tell you what to do all day, every day. Right. So you need some kind of basic knowledge where it's like, what do I do when you're not telling me what to do every day? <laughs> yeah. And then go home to like a parents who are taking care of you. At least I would hope so anyway. Yeah. But like, 
then you're just like a free bird off on your own. Yeah. Or you go off to college and you're just with a bunch of other like-minded people who are just faking it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so stupid where it's like, why are the kids so fucking stupid nowadays? Or it's like, well, maybe... Who's teaching them? Right. Like, that's, what, that's, the thing that, that's the thing that always drives me crazy. It's like, oh, millennials are so stupid and lazy nowadays. It's like, well, who are their fucking parents? You! <laughs> who made them stupid and lazy? I know. I know. <laughs> Ugh. It's too bad. Or the fact to tell them that, like, like, look at my brother, for instance. Yeah. Like, Dinosaur Neil. Yeah. He got out of, um, he went to college for uh, graphic design. Hopefully, I'm not telling too much about his life. But he's like, he, went, <laughs> he got out of school for graphic design, right? Yeah. And he works in graphic design now. Mm-hmm. But essentially, he's paying for two houses right yeah. now because of his student loans. God. Like, people yeah. don't even rationalize that. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I'll go to college and get a great job and I'll... Uh, pay my student loans off and I'll be fine. I'll live in a house, have two point three kids, and I'll like have be half. Like, nope. no, you won't. No, <laughs> especially now. No, yeah. you won't. Yeah, college costs you a legit person, not an arm and a leg, <laughs> an entire person. You need to murder, right, to, to pay it off. <laughs> so I like more power to him. I'm glad he's making it yeah. work the best he can. But I'm like, almost kind of lucky that I I ended up the way I did, where I was like I took. Uh, I took like a, a semester of something that I thought I would like and then realized I didn't like it. And then I'm like, well, I'm stuck in college. I'm going to go the cheapest route possible, <laughs> go to community college, then go to the cheapest college close to me, uh-huh. get my diploma, and then fucking just pay it up as fast as I can. Yeah. One of my other brothers um, actually went to go learn a trade. Yeah. And the government pretty much paid him to go to school See, to that's, do it. I should have done like, that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I should have done that. Should have trades... been like a goddamn plumber or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Trades get so much fucking money nowadays too because people are so, they just don't. They, they, they want to go be, and yeah. get a business degree They want to be influencers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, shit, they want to like, go and get like this big college degree. Yeah. And like, people are in need of people like to be an electrician or a plumber yeah. and stuff because they're like, they're like, People like, look need. down on that shit. Where you're yeah, like, because oh, it's like a manual labor job. Yeah. But like, but because there's so we few have friends of them. that are doing it now that are fucking. They built their own houses yeah. because they make so much money. <laughs> yeah, it's like what the fuck is wrong with that? Mm-hmm. It makes me kick myself every time. I know. What am I doing here? What are we doing with our lives, guys? This the show's is, over. I'm gonna go learn tangent. to be. I'm gonna go learn to be an electrician. <laughs> we need more beers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. By the way, I have more news, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, give us a cold one. Go. Give me a cold one, Troy. Troy Venom 2. No, you can't wait for that. We love the first one so much. But uh, one of the potential directors that are they're looking at for Venom 2 is Andy Serkis. Oh, okay. All right. Which, uh, I don't know. I, I wanted, I've never watched his, like, uh, Jungle Book movie they put on netflix me neither and that's the only thing i really know of that he's directed i think that is the only thing he's directed yeah um i i heard it was fine yeah but i think the studio just thought they were going to take a huge loss on it so they sold it off to netflix yeah mostly because like the other jungle book movie came out so recently mm-hmm. but like i i don't know i didn't hear a ton of bad things on it though all right so maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll come out good in the long run yeah, who knows? Maybe it's his foot in the door to like do like bigger things like yeah. this too. Plus, the like, probably he's tired of being monkeys. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, and probably with a name 
and the money that Venom already made, you're going to already have its viewership. Oh, yeah. So it'll probably make its money anyway. Yeah. So it would be just a almost like a, a drop in the bucket, like an easy win for him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a cynical way to look at it. <laughs> but, like, still, like, people are already going to flock to see it because oh, they yeah. already teased Carnage in it with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Little Orphan Annie, Woody Harrelson. All right. <laughs> I'm Carnage. There will be Carnage. There will be Carnage. Looks like fucking Ronald McDonald over there. <laughs> Looks like fucking Little Debbie. <laughs> Forgot his straw hat. Uh, my last bit of news, Troy. Handmaid's Tale. You brought it up earlier oh, yeah. on the show. It's getting renewed for a, another season. Season four. Okay. So, the continuation of Handmaid's Tale. Perfect. I don't know how many... They're still making episodes, so I don't know when this season's supposed to end, but it's it's pretty good so far still. Yeah? Yeah. Damn. I got so much I need to do with my They life. have some episodes this season where it's like, she goes off a rocker where you're like, how the fuck are you going to come back from this? <laughs> where it's like, it makes sense, but it's like... Because she's the main character, like, she'll, there'll be like times where like she experiences something and it just drives her... It just fucking hits her in a certain way where she just goes absolutely insane. Uh-huh. And then you follow her, like, the next episode with her being insane where you're like, oh, God, I'm supposed to stop this. <laughs> I still want to, like, like you. <laughs> Are they doing that kind of writing where they, like, make her just go off the rocker not knowing how they're going to fix it by the next episode and they just kind of work their way around it like they did in Breaking Bad? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, I doubt they're not... doing that. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I know, like... But it, it, they just, they do it in a way where, it, like, if something traumatic will happen to her, and then she kind of, like, copes with it just by, like, giving up. Uh-huh. And she'll just do shit where it's, like, there's, like, one where, like, she does something crazy where, like, she's stuck in a room all day, and then she sees someone that she just fucking hates, so she, like, uh, finds a way to, like, sneak this scalpel out of, like, one of these, like, biohazard things, and then just, like, fucking starts lashing out at this chick. Okay. Like, this chick where it's, like, if she were to, like even injure her like she would be fucking killed and she's like not nah, fuck it I, there's no there's no hope i'm just gonna fucking kill this person just so i at least get some kind of joy out of this Jesus. and just lunges at her with a fucking scalpel oh god i was like is the show going to end <laughs> <laughs> apparently not it's got picked no, up for another yeah, season yeah. so, so great. It, yeah so they found a way around it but yeah it's it's a definite like topsy-turvy kind of story so it's it's good check out handmaid's tale i'll, I'll try Okay. I'll, try to get, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. After Family Matters, that is. Of course. After <laughs> all all nine seasons of Family Matters. It literally depressed me seeing Steve Urkel. So before the show, I was scrolling through Hulu, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look and see when the show officially ended. So I scrolled up to season nine, and they had like... They have like clips from like all the, all the episodes, and you see pictures of Urkel in season nine... And it looks so sad. It's a grown-ass man dressed right. as a nerd. Well, you got to imagine, like, when the show started, he was probably 18, maybe 20. Not when he started. When he started, he was a kid. But, like, if in real life, he didn't just play young? I think he was, I think he was, like, young. Let me look this up. Jaleel White. He had to be at least, when the show started... Like, from what I saw from when the show started, he had to be at least 13 or 14. When did the show start? Nine, 89, I think, was when it first starts. 89 or 90. More about 
Jalil. Why doesn't he have his fucking... Oh, he was born in 76. Okay. So in 89... So it'd be wait 14? a minute. No, 76, 86. You'd be 14. Okay. Well, I guess you're right then. Yeah, because he was a kid. There's no All way right. in fuck you can like, play him off as like a low-key 18-year-old when he's Why that... there's like freaking that well i guess it doesn't make any sense because i was gonna say like there's like kid working laws that you can only work so, but then again the whole fucking half the cast yeah. is kids anyway. oh god there's so, a, like, yeah there's one <laughs> who cares the fucking uh i can't remember her name but like the the little daughter in it i can't remember her name she like literally only shows up like every three episodes and it's like a scene <laughs> and she's like in the main credits <laughs> oh god yeah richie shows up more than her and they just have, Richie. Yeah, and like Richie only has like a they they make that kid say so much smart shit. Like there's <laughs> no way in hell a kid would say that. Yeah. He pissed me off, that little kid. <laughs> really? Don't care for him. Now, maybe I'll like him more if I go for a rewatch, but I just remember I'm like, why is he in the show? More Urkel. Give yeah. me give me more Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Waldo's so big in season. I'll go more into Family Matters when we get to the end. Okay, great. But yeah. I'll have some things to say about Family Matters in the end. But that's all my news. In your Troy. Family Matters Minute. My Family Matters Minute. <laughs> You're I, need, I need, to, need to get a clip of, of the Urkel dance for my Family Matters Minute. <laughs> you know, during during uh, the wrestling show that we did like uh, now like two weeks ago at this point? Two weeks ago. The one we did here in town? Oh, yeah. When, yep. you kept, when your entrance theme was the Family Matters theme song? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I loved it. I know. I don't have any. I was like thinking to myself, this is a man who's gone too deep. <laughs> but I loved it anyway. I could. I didn't have any like good face music. So I was like, oh, I know Zisha has a Family Matters song. I'll just do that. <laughs> well, is it done then? It's done. I only have one trailer. Same. It's the same one. All right. All right. <laughs> so there was a trailer for... Martin Scorsese's Netflix original, The Irishman. Yeah. That dropped. Yeah. Um, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Uh, what'd you think? That looks good so far. I they think don't, so, too. They don't have a lot in there, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't have a lot, but it just, it, from the, the amount of work that Scorsese's already brought forward. Yeah. This looks on par with some of his other stuff, which yeah. I already like. And it's a period piece. It mm -hmm. takes place after World War II. Mm -hmm. And uh, Al Pacino plays... Oh, what's his name? He's like a famous gangster. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what his name is. It, it's, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm it's not, not Al Capone, but it's like no. something like that. Um, it, it looks great. Like, all three guys, I'm just looking really forward to seeing oh yeah like just i'm looking forward to see joe pesci again i fucking miss joe pesci yeah brought him out of retirement hell that yeah that's says he's got some pull man <laughs> hell yeah. yeah hopefully it's great it looks so far it looks good to me so i'm on board and they did you notice that they did some de-aging on de niro yeah it looks okay yeah <laughs> 
I'm not going to say it looks great. Know, it looked a little like, plasticky. Yeah, because they kept calling him a kid, where I'm like, why are they calling him a kid? Yeah, he's like 50. Yeah, he's like the same age as you. If he did. And then they zoom, and then they zoom in on him, and he's de-aged, where I'm like, are they going to do like flashback things then? Where it's like... Apparently they are. Joe Pesci and Al Pacino are like when he was younger, and then they're going to do shit where he's older? I heard they were doing like de-aging stuff in there, where they like have wigs on and darken their hair and all that kind of shit, and they're just going over the face with like de-aging stuff. Jesus. But, like, they're not on a Disney budget. No. <laughs> but deep fakes have come a long way. This is true. You can deep fake yourself from 20 years ago. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But Heard Donald Trump's in this as well. <laughs> he's he's playing a character. No, he's not. Fuck. Yeah. You had me going there for a second. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't hear Scorsese wants to make America great again. You know that? And then I was thinking, like, wait a minute. Fucking half that cast would want to punch him right in his face. <laughs> Freaking uh, Robert De Niro, doesn't he call him like a tiny little prick in like some yeah. interview or whatever? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. They just get called like an asshole or something. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I th- hear about deep fakes, I just think back to like I listen to this podcast where they were like, deep fakes is like the worst name to call this thing because you can just hear Donald Trump being like, deep fake. <laughs> Deep fake. <laughs> like he just does something really shitty and is deep fake. <laughs> yeah. There there is this uh pretty uh cool uh YouTube channel though called Corridor Digital. Yeah. And they um lately have been putting out videos like breaking down like good and bad special effects shots in movies. Yeah. And they also have been playing around with like deep fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And they made it look like Tom Cruise walked into their offices and, like, was talking to them and shit. Oh, my God. It's like, just by deep faking one of them. And they had, like, a wig on, and they just deep faked one Tom Cruise's face over one of them. Holy and shit. And it looks really fucking good. God damn it. Because <laughs> they're all, like, that. digital effects artists and shit. Yeah. And so, uh... <laughs> well, you know my favorite deep fake thing I found. <laughs> yeah, I do know. Also fail. Also fail. <laughs> Someone took Mike Tyson's face and put it on the cast of Family Matters for the opening credits. Someone tweeted uh, that and it was like made my week. <laughs> made your month. <laughs> You're still talking about it. It's good. <laughs> Look it up. It's good. Uh, but anyway, they they did that and they also did a thing where they took their what they could think of the worst CGI shot ever. Yeah. And try to redo it. Not, like, totally redo it, but, like, um, almost, like, touch it up. Yeah. And it's The Rock as the Scorpion King coming really? out. And they oh, tried I to, I like... I thought I saw a thing like that. They put, like, um, kind of, like, more uh, filters over it, so it like had a less plasticky texture. Yeah. They deep-faked his actual face over the digital face, so it yeah. had a more realistic-looking one, except for that weird cartoony eyebrow <laughs> raise like, that he does. Made out of clay. Uh, yeah. Um, it looks better, but, like, there's only so much they could do with, like, already pre-established footage and stuff like that, but check them out. Corridor Digital. Pretty good stuff. Look into that. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. That's all you got? Well, we got the Terminal Random Movies, Troy. Terminal Random Movies 7. Lucky number 7. Oh, my God. We're on that. Of course, we had last week, How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Mortal Kombat. (laughs) You threatened to leave the show if (laughs) the Grinch won. Uh Uh-huh. Troy... Happy to say you're still on the show. <laughs> Thank God for me, right? So, uh, yeah. So Mortal Kombat moves on, defeating How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mortal Kombat joining Smoke and Aces uh-huh. in the Tournament of Random Movies. So we already have a crazy action-packed 
tournament for seven. But uh, I think we're going to change things up with this next match, Troy. Okay. We have, as I said, my big clue last <laughs> last week was it's two movies from the 80s. <laughs> so, uh, so I Troy. I tried to do some of my homework. So, <laughs> can you guess? Two movies from the 80s. <laughs> Watch me try to guess. You're not like, going to be able to not fucking guess, guess like even an 80s movie. Force <laughs> <laughs> Gulp? <laughs> well, I, yeah. If you want to guess, I just need to look up the taglines. I keep forgetting to fucking put the taglines down. <laughs> but it is a... Uh... Let me guess. Okay. Short Circuit versus the original Terminator. Holy shit, Troy, you're wrong. Um... <laughs> robot versus Robot. Oh, that would actually be really good. But no, it is a uh, a movie from 1982... Which is a Short musical too. Oh. <laughs> and a film from 1984 that is a classic comedy. 82, that's a musical. Uh, I'll get you the tagline for 82. Hmm. And uh, hmm. 84, that's a classic comedy. So. Yeah, 84, which is a classic comedy. The tagline for the 1982 film i'll just say it with bird and dolly this much fun just couldn't be legal i don't know i figured you would know it is the best little whorehouse in texas oh okay all right never seen this yeah dolly parton and burt reynolds okay in a musical together okay I know this seemed like this popped up and I was like, "Ooh, all right, this would be kind of interesting." I'm kind of interested in this. Yeah. So the best little whorehouse in Texas, 1982. The last little uh, Burt Reynolds movie that we did, Smokey and the Bandit, really lots caught of my fun. attention. Lots of fun. My God, I even and... bought the friggin' diecast car of it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and uh, the film from 1984 it is a classic comedy. The tagline. Want to be a law enforcement officer? <laughs> All you do is join the farce. Is it Police Academy? It is Police Academy, okay. Troy. Great. The Gutenberg has been unleashed. <sighs> Release the goot. Release the goot. <laughs> awesome. So the best little whorehouse in Texas versus Police Academy. Okay. You got a favorite one in this one, Troy. Well, I've seen Police Academy a bunch. Okay. I really like it, and I wouldn't care if that moved on, but I, I'm very curious to see the other one, too, so I don't really yeah. have one that I'm edging out over the other. This one, I, I, don't, I don't mind what will win. Yeah. Yeah. So, still good so far. Eric was still right. See, still right. <laughs> so far, Eric, you're still right. I looked ahead, and I think there's only one matchup for sure that you're going to shit all over. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe two. Tell me this. Yeah. Is Short Circuit in this tournament? It is not. There's <sighs> only... You ever seen Short Circuit? I've seen the second one more, and that one's sad because he almost dies in it. It's also kind of racist because that white guy is brown face in it. Yep. <laughs> the comes, back, comes back for two also. He's only in two, I think. Oh, he is? Oh, okay. Yeah, two is... Yeah, two is bad. I... She was bad. What a great movie. Yeah, there's only... Oh, yeah, there's two more 80s movies. Johnny Five is alive! There's two more 80s movies. There's... 
one more 90s movies and the rest are and uh two movies from the 2000s and then the rest are from the 2010s which is just two more three more so there you go okay great good input on that last bit. thank you thank you <laughs> try my best so we'll see which which movie from the best little whorehouse in texas versus police academy will join smoke and aces and mortal Kombat. perfect in the quarter level quarterfinals can't wait which will be constructed by you which is the right. new thing that that's we're gonna right do. that's right when we get there. When we get there. We'll reconstruct it. Reconstruct it. We can rebuild it. We can rebuild him. We can make him better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gritty reboot version. <laughs> make it better. Make it better. Uh, well, that does that put us at the top of the hour? Troy, I think we're at the top of the hour. Oh my God. Check your the, goddamn clock. We are at the You'll top see of the it's GD the top of the hour. hour. Uh... It'll be funny if in the show notes we always put, like, top of the hour comes at this time. Like, at this minute of the thing, so people could actually time it to do it. That'd be pretty funny. It's too much work. (laughs) But anyway. You tried. I went too far, and I apologize. Dropping on Amazon July 26, 2019. Yep. A measly almost a week ago. Not even half a week ago. Not even half a week ago. Uh, The boys dropped in our streaming service laps. Uh, I couldn't find almost any production information on this besides like when it like started and all that yeah. stuff. I'm know. really curious about that because compared to Amazon's other superhero property, The Tick, yeah, this looks really fucking good. Yeah, that's all I was trying to like. How much an episode <laughs> costs? How much yeah. it costs per the season? I couldn't find any of that. I couldn't even find like viewership things. Maybe it's still still too early because I haven't been out like Maybe. a full yeah. week yet. Yeah, but um. I was trying to find any of that, but I couldn't. But I do have some ratings for you there. Give it Rotten to Tomatoes me. currently has that at a 77%. Ooh, that was lower than I thought it'd be. Yeah, but hear this. IMDb, who's usually pretty even keel and yeah. a little bit lower, yeah. has that at a 9 out of 10. Trouble in Paradise between IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> Metacritic, a little bit closer to the Rotten Tomatoes at a 73%. Okay. Uh, and then Den of Geek... Uh, gives it a four out of five. Well, those geeks love love them geeky shits. That's well, about uh, what is that like an eighty percent? Eighty percent there? We we'll give it there. I think 80%. it is. It is an eighty percent. So that's good. Try. I think that's an eighty percent. I mean, I did take trigonometry. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's all you learn about in trigonometry. <laughs> Joel, what's the boys? Well, we start out following a young man by the name of Huey. Mm-hmm. Who's going steady with his old sweetheart? Mm-hmm. They're talking about moving in together, and uh, that kind of gets kiboshed when, in this world where uh, superheroes are prevalent, a uh, hero by the name of A Train <laughs> runs directly through her and pretty much turns her into just vapor. Yeah, jelly. Turns her into pretty much yeah jelly, <laughs> which uh, makes him, of course. As normal people would be, pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, makes him come across a man by the name of Butcher, played by Carl Urban, who uh, gives him the opportunity to get his revenge against not only A-Train, mm-hmm. but the entire group called The Seven, mm-hmm. which is the, the main superhero group of uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, along the way also coming across a member of the Seven by the name of Starlight, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Who uh, is also going through her trials and tribulations being the newest member of the said Seven. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. A lot of moving parts. Lots of moving parts. A lot of moving parts in this. A lot of moving parts. Great. I'm going to throw it right up at the top right here. Do I want yeah. to tell you before the show? I still have one episode to go. The finale. Okay. So, no full-on spoilers in this. But we'll, we'll lead up to that because I don't want to have it spoiled for me, even though I know most of it anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Does it stay pretty true to the story in the book? I know. Yeah. I've heard people say that it's like the characters themselves are more dimensional than... Like, not as one-dimensional as they are in the books. They're... So, the book somehow is more mean (laughs) than the show is. The show is pretty cruel to these characters. Yeah. And it's not a good world to live in. Yeah. Which I really really like that. Because, like, even a few years ago, when we were... When you, well, you were saying you've had like superhero fatigue by yeah, now, yep, and you want something to turn it on its head, something like this, yeah. And we were kind of waiting for something, and we thought like maybe Brightburn would be it, but then it kind of didn't end. Yeah, up it just being ended up just so being much. like a horror movie, pretty much. But like to take, um, kind of like a realistic approach on how like the world actually kind of it's kind of like if it's almost like a Watchmen universe, yeah. Whereas like you have this. Justice League facsimile, and behind the almost scenes, like a like identical, yeah, and <laughs> that's deliberate, yeah, that's deliberate, so you can just make your quick connections to all these characters, yeah, but yeah. um, and then to find out that they're like almost funded corporately, yeah, and they're really just shills, yeah, yep, and so that's kind of fun to play with. Oh, totally. So the book does. I haven't finished all of the book either. Yeah. And there's reasons why. Orgy Planet. <laughs> Herogasm is the book. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it does take a lot from the source material. All, like all the characters in there. There's only a few that they made up for the show that aren't actually in the book. Okay. Uh, Translucent isn't in the book. Really? Um, uh, Mesmo, Mesmer. Uh, Mesmore. Is it Mesmer? Yeah. Because I think he was in a show called Mesmerizer. Yes. Uh, he's made up for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and there's one more. But like it's just a, a bit part or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and a lot of characters are, are tweaked a little bit. Because like in the, in the book, it's full-on ridiculous comic book costumes like the deep isn't a deep sea diver costume as an outfit <laughs> and in this he's like an aquaman yeah just, yeah so so you'll have that so yeah. uh and the, one of the other big things that they kind of change in this too is that they have a thing called compound v that's like a plot element in this yeah. in the show yeah whereas in the book the boys use compound V to inject themselves to become on par with the superheroes. Oh, gotcha. So if the superheroes try to kick back, they'll just kick him in the nuts. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like almost literally kick their nuts off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think already the boys is uh, set for a season two. Yeah. And so I kind of want to see if they almost get more ridiculous. Yeah. Because in the book, there's, um, superheroes from other nations yeah. that are introduced. Mm-hmm. There's one called, like, Big Sausage or whatever. 
And it's just because he has a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he can use the dick as a weapon or something like that. <laughs> like, there is... The the book is way, way, way more offensive than the yeah, show. Yeah. Like, they do things that, like, even I was like, holy shit. Like, to a point where I stopped reading it. Because I'm like, I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> and I have all of it. And I stopped halfway through. God the damn. show, though... Has piqued my curiosity to finish it. Okay. But I really think of the two versions of it, I like the show more. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Like, they say, like, in the books, they I've heard that the superhero characters themselves are kind of one-dimensional. Like, you're just led to just hate them regardless. Like, they're just irredeemable mm-hmm. pieces of shit. Yeah. But they, in this, like, they actually give them, like... Yeah, they're shitty, but in this, they're, like, they show how they, maybe their shittiness is just based on the fact that they're stunted because they they were popular so early in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure stunted because they don't even control, really, their own life. No. And to the point where characters are kind of trying to rebel against that. Yeah. But, like, because they're owned by a corporate overlord... They have this clout over them that they can't really break through. Even the Superman of their universe, yep. the Homelander, yeah. is like, all I need to go out and do is flash a smile, give him a good old John Wayne pep talk, and the the whole world will be with me. Yeah, and you're re- having me read this bullshit script yeah. or whatever. Yeah, which is like, even if he was a good guy, that's a valid point. Yeah, like. I don't have to hardly do anything. I just need to flash a smile, give a a rousing speech, and the world will be for me because I stand for what the world perceives as truth, justice, and like an American sensibility. And the fact, and the thing is, that's true, which is is scary. (laughs) Even if he is a good guy, the fact that all he has to do is that means he can literally do whatever he wants. Yes. And it's, (laughs) it makes these people scary as shit. Oh, yeah. The, there, I do have some criticisms about it, though. Okay. Like, uh, just, like, right off the bat. So, like, um, excuse me. So, the character of the Deep is kind of, like, wishy-washy to me. Okay. In the show. Because uh, right as Starlight is entering the Seven yeah. in the first episode, mm-hmm. there's that scene where, like, he, like, forces her to blow her. Or blow him. Yeah. Which is disturbing. Yeah. This is the first episode, so it's not much of a spoiler. Right, right. But, um... So, it... From there, he becomes way less of, like, a threat. And more of, like, a joke. Yeah. But, I, in a way, I kind of like that because it's it shows how pathetic, like, these predators can be. Okay, yeah. Where it's, like, you get... They get to a point where it's, like they'll jump on any opportunity they can get to feel powerful. Because mm-hmm. you can see, like, the first time you see him, he says, yeah, I'm, like, second in command, pretty much, and everyone right. listens to me. And then he gets her to, like, blow him, and then he's like, oh, well, you see, if, well, if you don't do it, then you're not going to be part of the Seven, because I'm pretty important. And then as the show goes on, you see how pretty much almost useless he is compared to the rest of the Seven. Right. Where, it, it, like, it makes sense where it's, like, what little power he has he uses to get what he wants. Right. And as it goes on, you see, oh, you're, literally, you're like, pretty much nothing compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, every Aquaman joke rolled into a character. Oh, totally. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really uh, enjoy all of the other characters, though. I don't think there's one 
weak link that I could think of in the show that I don't enjoy on screen. Yeah. I know. I, I was really happy they got a lot of good actors for this. Like, I really like uh, Carl Urban yeah. as Butcher. Mm-hmm. And then I really like the guy who plays Homeland. Oh, dude, he's so fucking good. Because he has, like, this way of, like... He smiles in a way that makes you uneasy. Right. <laughs> He's like the perfect Superman dickhead facsimile. <laughs> yes. Like, when you see him, you, he's like, he smiles, and if you didn't know what he was really up to, you'd be like, ah. Right. But because, like. <laughs> a guy. A yeah, like, he's guy. actually, like, a, a he's like a jacked, tall, charming, blonde dude. Like, yep. the pretty much any, like. The quintessential, like, superhero, mm-hmm. but then you just see him in this shadow where it's like he's trying to, he's trying to prove himself, where you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or just the way that he can, like, flip on a dime, too. So, yeah. like, he'll be out doing, like, a public appearance, yeah. and he'll be all smiling and waving and being, like, saying, like, some whatever yeah. uh, uh, patriotic rhetoric, mm-hmm. and then, like, go behind a curtain face instantly drops and he'll just be like what the fuck was that out there and just yeah. like be just tearing ass mm-hmm. through people just cutting them a new one and it, it, I, I, the thing i like the most about this it just shows how dangerous celebrity can be mm-hmm. where like even like someone as wholly powerful as Ho- homelander can still be stuck in this rut where then it's like but then you take someone like homelander that can do anything mm-hmm. and it's like Man, the more you push him, we're going to be fucked. <laughs> like, if you push him to a point where he's like, well, then if no one's going to listen to me, then he's like, well, then we're fucked. Yeah. Like, he, he starts getting to this point where, like, he starts taking things in his own hands where it's like, you're causing more damage. <laughs> you're, you're not solving problems. You're making more problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doubling, uh, I just kind of want to say this before I forget, but like doubling back to the first episode, it is quite a decent pilot. And even before it starts, it's got like the, this is rated MA or yeah. whatever. I yep. think it's MA. Yeah. And there's just a list. <laughs> a list of things in it that's like for graphic content, graphic language, uh, strong sexual content, nudity, rape. And I'm like, Jesus, I've never seen rape in one <laughs> yeah. of these. They, like, made it up for this show. Yeah, I think I've only seen rape on, like, an HBO show once. <laughs> I'm like, in terms God of, like, damn. yeah, war- and then tor- in terms of, like, a rating. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it yeah, it, it takes you back that first episode where it's like, Jesus, is <laughs> firing all the offensive big guns <laughs> yeah. for this first episode. Oh, shit. Uh, but... Uh, all things considered, like, the first episode really plays out, like, the first arc of the first book. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. Like, it has the even the same scene with Huey and um, his girlfriend, Robin. Yeah. That's, like, in the first few pages of the book. Almost <laughs> shot for shot. Oh, perfect. Where, like, uh, the A-Train, like, runs through. In the book, I think he's fighting with a villain. Yeah. And, like, it just gets out of hand. And, like... It's just collateral jam- damage and zips through yeah. uh, Huey's girlfriend. Yeah. And he, like, looks down and her hands are still in his hands. And she's yeah. just, you know, paced. God. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like, they, it starts out very strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there are, there are uncomfortable moments in the show, too. Like, 
I don't want to spoil it because I think people should watch it, but there's like an airplane scene in this oh, that I'm like, holy yeah. shit. It's a good, well done scene, but yeah. it makes it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it really plays out where like you see how how like Homelander is so like detached from humanity. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, so much of this gave me like Watchmen vibes. Mm-hmm. Where it's just it's just people that are held on like the superhero pedestal are just not in touch with like human nature anymore. Yep. Where even Homelander is just kind of like a Dr. Manhattan where he's like, Hey, this isn't our problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like just fucking let it go. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but there's actually one scene that got filmed and cut because it deemed too offensive. Yeah. Here it is right here. Okay. Um, and I think this is actually from the actor who played Homelander. So there was one scene that Amazon said, fuck no, you have to cut it. <laughs> and I couldn't quite understand why, considering every everything else we have in the show. But Homelander, being dressed down by Stillwell in episode two, was standing on one of the Chrysler building eagles. He pulled his pants down and started jerking off, mumbling, I can do whatever I want, over and over again, until he climaxed all over New York City, and they actually shot this. Jesus! <laughs> Um, oh my god, uh, oh, I guess it wasn't him who said, but Anthony was so, like, very good in that scene, almost the best. Amazon seemed it to think that it wasn't necessary. I thought it told me, uh, something about his psyche. Uh, to be clear, they've been great, but that may have been the only fight I had lost in season one. (laughs) It was from the director or whatever. So that... (laughs) I can see why they cut that. Like, yeah. I don't think that is necessary no. to the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I almost kind of like how they played it out, where, like, he's not... You you kind of build onto it more and more as the show goes on, that it's like, oh, yeah, he's almost irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Like, the first episode, they really don't show him do anything bad until the last couple moments of the show. Right. Of the episode, where he, where he shoots that plane down. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, shit. And that's not the plane scene we're talking about either. Yeah, yeah. There's another. Yeah, there's a lot of plane, a lot of plane violence in this. But, uh, but yeah, there's that whole first episode. Even uh, they talk to someone where they're like, "Yeah, everyone's pretty much got some shit except for Homelander. Homelander's pretty much squeaky clean." Mm-hmm. Where it's like, "Oh, well, maybe it's gonna be like a thing where it's like he's kind of the the beacon that tries to reel him in, but they're so out of control that he just he, even he can't do it." Uh huh. And then as it goes on, it's like, no, he's almost more fucked than all of them combined. (laughs) The more you go on. Right. And, but they even find ways to show that there's reasons for that. Like, I, that's what I like the most about this. They, they give you reasons for why everyone is the way they are. Right. And in, I think in the book, more or less, it's been years since I read it. Like his character has changed from the book a bit too. Cause I think in the book, he's a bit more almost childish. Like, a little, a little bit more uh, juvenile than he is in the show. Yeah. In the show, he has, like, motives. Whereas mm-hmm. in the book, I think he, he, he doesn't as He's much. like a company man in the show. Yeah. But I, I can't think that's... I don't think he's like that in the book. But, again, it's been years. And I kind of... St- nah, I'm really apprehensive, like, of going back in and being like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why I stopped. But maybe <laughs> like, knowing... The first thing you read, uh, yep, that's why I stopped. Never mind. <laughs> but maybe now going in and knowing what I'm up against and be like, okay, maybe I can read through some of that yeah. stuff. But what they do also... The, I mean, I already said the, like, the book is way campier than, yeah. like, the show is. 
But, like, I kind of like that in the book, too, because they even play with, like, um, like, uh, let's say, like, a big superhero crossover event. Yeah. Where um, all the superheroes go off-world and fight, like, a big far-off space villain or whatever. Yep. So they play with that kind of event. Yeah. Whereas that's when they go to this weird sex paradise and just have orgies with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and they just say they're, quote, off-planet. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, their retreat to say yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> and so, like, it's kind of fun stuff like that. Um, but that's also the issue where I stopped reading Because <laughs> I'm like, I get this. This is too much. <laughs> but, yeah, I think my, the thing I like the most about the show without spoiling anything really big is that I just love that they take the whole superhero genre and they portray it as, like, kind of how dangerous celebrity can be, even down to, like, everyone kind of plays, like, even, like, a part of... Like, a different kind of celebrity. Like, A-Train is, like, the like the sports celebrity. Yep. And, uh, like, Homelander is kind of, like, the all-American celebrity. Where, like, he kind of hides behind patriotism to kind of... Mm-hmm. Everyone gets behind him just because he's like, Rock, flag, and eagle! And then it's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah. And then... I was gonna say he's more like a, like a political celebrity, but... I think you're right. Yeah, but yeah, political too. Like, especially like with what, what we're dealing with now, where he's like, "Yeah, let's make well, my like cape." Literally dressing a flag. Yeah, like yeah, let's yeah make my cape a flag, and then no one will question anything I ever do ever because uh-huh. like, oh, it's fucking America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just all that, and then even dealing with like how uh, with uh, Starlight, where it's like, what do uh, especially women in general have to put up with to try and like garner the celebrity. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, there's probably so many people that are like, well, if you want to get ahead, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. Where it's, they t- tackle so much of it. Even like how religion is used in celebrity. Yeah. Is like, fuck. Like, <laughs> they have it, they have it down to like a T. Like, that's probably one of, my, one of my favorite episodes is probably the one where they go to like, uh, what's his name's like retreat. Oh. I can't remember um, his name. Ezekiel's. Yeah, Ezekiel's retreat where he's, he's like a religious a uh, super that has like a retreat every year. That's just like very religion based and right. everything is just so it's like pretty much everything I've experienced, like in my parents' church <laughs> where it's like, Oh, so what do you, what do you think about this? And then when you start saying something they don't like, they're just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, right. Well, we don't believe that where it's like religion is based on questioning yourself. Yeah. And then it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I really liked, um, I, I like that episode as well because Starlight coming up, you kind of get like a backstory of her where yeah. she came from Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. She's like this, got these country roots and like mm-hmm. grew to be like, she was born with these superpowers. Yeah. And she ended up being in the seven. Yeah. You know, like their yep. Justice League. Yeah. And, and Starlight then, is like a religious person too. Like she talked about how she was religious in Des Moines. She's like almost like almost a, a, a pageant girl to the where. Oh, yeah. Even her, yeah, they deal with that kind of celebrity too, like the pageant queen. Right. So her mom, knowing that she was like a super being, like took her around and had like I guess super pageants. I guess those were maybe a yeah. thing. They kind of yeah. allude to it anyway. Yeah. And then so she was in these like religious circles a lot, being in like yeah, like uh the Midwest and the Bible Belt kind mm-hmm. of and all those like touring pageants and all that shit. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, I went to all these all the time. This is kind of like my kinfolk or whatever. But even yeah. then, like. 
having her grow up and be kind of removed from it a little bit and looking around and there's like pray the gay away banners and all this kind yeah. of shit and it's yeah. like oh my god even maybe like, this isn't what i remembered even like when she was she was like going to these these kind of like religious things being like like a patron like going there to hear people talk about their experiences in in religion but now now she is those people that they go to see and she's being she's being given talking talking points and being told that don't say this thing about your life experience and don't right. and say you're a virgin where yeah. it's like so these people that I went to see speak were probably full of shit right <laughs> because they're pretty much trying to pump me full of shit to say to them yep like these people that I was like not too long ago so I, I like that whole concept of it where it's like they're they're pumping you full of shit where it's like oh well, this person that I look up to is a virgin. I should stay a virgin. Where it's like, it's just your choice. Where it's like, <laughs> like, like you look up to these people where it's like, oh, it's so easy for them. Like it's it's not that easy because they're probably not a virgin. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> um. So the point of entry for this show is a character called Huey. Yeah. Who I really enjoy in the show. Yeah. Uh, in the book. If this is ever to get off the ground, uh, they modeled the character off Simon Pegg. Yeah. Who's in the show. Who's in the show. Like, they... I don't know if they thought that if it was ever going to get picked up. Because this was kind of, like, in production for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to be, like, in Cinemax for a while. And da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Simon Pegg was gonna be in the show as Huey. Yeah. But he's kind of almost aged out of that role now. So yeah. now he plays Huey's dad, which is a fun yeah. little cameo. Yeah. And that's not the only cameo in the show either. Because there's like fun little ones here and there, especially when they go to that convention to get like Mesmo Mesmero or whatever. Yeah, Mesmor Mesmer. Mesmer. Um Yeah. Like Billy Zane is there. Yeah. He's also in another episode earlier on. <laughs> Like Tara Reed is in this, yeah, because they they do like a whole thing where like the all like the seven are making move like make movies where right. like they they make their own cinematic universe where they just have right. them star in movies, right? right? And then they just throw in like starring A Train and Billy Zane, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, like just these random like D list celebrities that are right. starring co starring with them, and it's kind of cool also that Mesmer is Haley Joel Osment in this as well, yeah. I was like. Yes! Like, I like it when he shows up in things now. I love Haley Joel Osment. Me too! Yeah. Like, I'm... It's... Could I say that it's an Osmonaissance? <laughs> are we... Are we in it yet? Is it too early to call it? I, I want it to, but I think it's too early. All right. We'll I think put it, it on the his, back burner. We'll let stuff it heat is up too, a little bit. Yeah, his stuff is too spread out. Okay. He needs well, to... He needs to star in a lot of... Like, a lot more things closer together. We'll put it on the back burner... But I do like him in this a get lot. It, get it to a bit of a simmer until yeah. it goes to full-on boil. I do I do like him in this, though. Same. Like, and, and speaking of Mesmer, not to spoil anything, but with Butcher, mm -hmm. I love that uh, Carl Urban is Butcher. Like, he's almost as bad as, like, the people he's fighting, too. Mm -hmm. Like, even, even down to where, like, he does some heinous shit where it's like, oh, man, you're the leader of, like... The good people? <laughs> well, yeah, quote, good people. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, like, just, like, even, like, the way he treats them and, like, I don't know, I, I just love the idea of, like, the the person that's the most qualified to lead this group is almost just as bad as the people they're trying to fight. Mm -hmm. Where it, it almost kind of leads this, like, dichotomy of, like, oh, shit, so 
how far do we really follow this guy that's leading us? Right. Uh, yeah, and I, I kind of like that he, you don't really get to know, well, the team doesn't even know his full motives, really. Yeah. Because he's always, like, uh, doing things against what he kind of said. Like, even when he goes to that, it's like the uh, FBI liaison or whatever it is. Yeah. The commander or whatever. It's like, I want all these things. He goes back to his group later. And he's like, ah, they wouldn't give him us anything. Yeah. Even though they said that they would. But the only yeah. thing they can't give him is Homelander. Because, uh-huh. like, that's his, like, hot target. He wants to go straight to the top and get yep. fuck up all these suits. Yeah. And they're they're really vague about, like, his past and, like, the other boys' past. Because they, mm-hmm. they've all worked together in the past. Like, him and... Uh, Frenchie. Frenchie and uh, Mother's Milk. Right. Which that's such a fucking cool name, <laughs> but like it's you get to find out why he's called that in the book, and it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. like those three working together, like they they're really vague on like why they came together and like who this person is that that uh, led them. That's like apparently dead now, mm-hmm. and uh, so like there's all the, this whole past that they've had with each other where they become separate. Where you're kind of curious about it that they. They, I think they definitely hammered home in the last episode. Okay. Like, what, what really happened to the group that caused them to get together and then to separate. But, yeah, it, it's it's so vague up to the very end, but then it's like, you almost kind of see it as like a mirror thing, where it was like, the person they're following is pretty much what Carl Urban's doing right now, where mm-hmm. it just seems like this endless chain of revenge, where it's like... We gotta find a way to just kind of like curve this. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just gonna keep going down this route of like, well, this person killed this person, so help me kill this person. I'll help you, and then maybe disappear. Right. But yeah, I, 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 I completely am behind everybody, and I really like the boys in the uh, book. I think the boys are actually like a government group, like aim to keep superheroes in oh, check. Yeah. yeah. But in this, they're almost like a ragtag group yeah. of people. Yeah. I, 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 like, you brought up, like, they uh, the whole, like, Compound V thing in the book is, like, how they kind of s- keep up with uh, supers in the in the books. But, like, I almost kind of like it better with the show where it's, like, they're just guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have to just kind of strategize and just... Stomp their asses in a different way. Pretty much, yeah. Like, they pretty much almost have to try and sway public opinion in order to try and keep them in check. Mm-hmm. Like I like that, too, because they, like, use everything, like, social media and all that shit to their advantage. Yeah. And it's, like, blackmail and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, like, like, a lot of the way, yeah, there's a lot of blackmail that they do in this. <laughs> there's so much blackmail in this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, almost every episode deals in some sort of blackmail. Yeah, yep. Like, oh, we found this guy and we have all this shit on him. We just need to get him in a room so we can show it to him and so he does, he does what we want him to <laughs> right. do. There is one thing in this, though, I'm probably extrapolating a little bit too much. Um, that it was actually during, like, the religious retreat episode. And I... There's, like, a few times where, like, a fly, like, landed on one of them or, like, is zipping past them a few times. Yeah. And this is just a random thought that I had, like, right now before I forget. But, like, I wondered if that was going to come into play at all. Because, like, they didn't do, like, another take or just CGI out the fly. It's just, like, zipping in front of them. I'm like, 
Is there going to be something down the or line? That might come into something in season two or something. Who knows? But I was like, oh, what are they going to do with this fly? Yeah. And then nah, nothing came up with it. Yeah. Like, it was just weird to me. Because, like, usually you never see that in any show. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's whatever. It's just a small little thing I caught. Like, another character I really liked in it was, like, Elizabeth Shue as, uh, what's her name? Like, Meriwether? What was oh, her name? Stillwell? Stillwell, that's what it is. Stillwell. Mm-hmm. I really liked her in this, too. Yeah. Where, like, she plays she plays just, like, that corporate boss that's just trying to get a raise. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, she never does anything overly cruel, but she still does shady shit. Where, oh, yeah. Like, you're never, you're never really on her side, but you never really hate her. Like, mm-hmm. I never really found myself hating her, because she would get to that point, right to that point where I was, like... Oh my god, he did something fucking awful there. But then you get to it where it's like, oh, she didn't order it. It was someone else that did it behind her back. But she still does she does shit leading up to that, but then never follows through until someone else follows through for her and then it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> she um also looks so familiar to me. Like I've seen her in She was in Hollow Man. I, I don't think I've ever seen Hollow Man. You never Man. seen Hollow Man? <laughs> Is that what she's best known for? That's what I remember her for. I know she's in other stuff, but that was the thing that I... Whenever I see her, that's the first thing I think about, which I don't know why. I'm going... You know what? It says she's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know. I might know her from that, because I watched that, like, a bunch. Yeah. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I know her from something. But, like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, cause I've like, I saw that she was in Hollow Man. I'm like, I don't think I've seen Hollow Man. <laughs> She's also in City of Angels. Oh, but as an uncredited pregnant woman. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Have you seen The Saint with Val Kilmer? Yeah. It Apparently she's good. in that. It wasn't that good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was like, I couldn't, I can't put my freaking finger on it. Back to the Future Part 3. Back to the Future Part 3. She's oh, Marty's she's... girlfriend at the end of the movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's who I remember her from. From a movie fucking 30 years ago. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I remember her from. She's freaking God. Marty's girlfriend. <laughs> well, I figured it out. That's what I needed. Thank God I can go to bed easy tonight knowing that she's from Back to the Future 2 and 3. Fantastic. <sighs> Makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, did you want to do like any spoilers or just want to kind of be vague about it? Um, kind of. Um, we can jump into a little bit of spoilers, Okay, I suppose. yeah, there's... The, yeah, there's... Yeah. So, like, fun little spoiler talk just for a little bit, just to talk about some things before we... Yeah. ...clock off here, but... Uh, is there anything that you're really digging in this that they've done on the show so far? Uh, or, like, how far they've actually gone? Oh, God. I, I, they, they go so far that I, I didn't even expect them to really go for a lot of it. Just, mm-hmm. like, uh, I like that uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are part of it because it, it did give me, like, Preacher vibes. Especially, like, yeah. their later seasons. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a... This is a pretty good reflection of, like, the later seasons of Preacher yep. from, like, two on, where they, a lot of the violence is just so over the top and mm-hmm. insane 
Like, there's so much, like, laser eye melting in this. <laughs> God damn it. It's a good effect, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, we were going to bring this up, too. Like, the budget of this has to be great, because this show looks awesome. It looks amazing. Even the costuming is not that bad. Like, right. you can tell, like, the, the, the superheroes in this is, is not the same budget as, like, a DC or Marvel film. No, but I think that's a plus to it because it's kind of it's not supposed to be like as good as like a yeah. Marvel movie yeah. it's, they're supposed to kind of look goofy yeah and it almost makes it seem more usable like especially when they show like uh, A-Train where he's pretty much just wearing like Under Armour and like some like plastic sheeting like around like his nipples yeah <laughs> because they even like show that scene where like he's like moisturizing his nipples <laughs> yeah so they don't get chafed when so, he yeah. runs <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that I, I really like the aesthetic of the show. I think the effects look pretty good. Yeah. And I'm like, I know Amazon's got all the money in the world to throw at this, but yeah. like, I was like, this looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 lo- I really <laughs> like it a lot. Even points where, um, you can kind of tell where it'll cut off to like a CG character or whatever, but it's only like if they're jumping off into flight and then zip, they're gone. Yeah. So it's like you don't even really notice anything at all. Yeah, and they they yeah they do, they do make it work too. Like there's a lot of times where it's just you hear like a, a whoosh and a land, and then you turn around and there's Homelander. Uh-huh. Where it's like yeah, you don't need it to see him fly all the fucking time. Right. <laughs> My God, it's so good. There's one scene in, that I remember from the book that I always almost was waiting for because Huey and Starlight eventually get, like get together yeah. in the in the show and they like have a romantic conquest <laughs> yeah in in a hotel room or whatever yeah in the book Huey goes down on her but yeah. she's on her period and he comes up and he's got blood all over his face god <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that's how gross the book gets <laughs> And I'm like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do that? No, uh, they the didn't. Fuck. Thank God. Should Why I pull is that out necessary? The, should I pull out the pages? Make it sure. Through? All right. Show it to talking. me so we can get, we can get <laughs> live reaction of me seeing this gross fucking for no reason panel. Let me try to find it. Hold on. <laughs> it's got to be in the first few books here. I'll flip through. But, uh, but yeah, like, I just, I like... And I like the guy that plays Huey too. It was Jack Quaid, who is the uh, the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I listened to like a review and they they said that. Huh. So yeah, there you go. Nepotism at work in Hollywood, everybody. <laughs> really good shit. But no, he's good in it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's really ev- good. in yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's everyone's really good in it. Really. The one thing I. Just going through this, the one thing that I uh, I thought they're gonna have more in the show is uh, Butcher's got this bulldog, and uh, he only has it in like one scene in the show. Where this bulldog is like a just a fucking bastard, and it's got like this. It's always horny because it has like these big huge balls hanging off of it, <laughs> and every time it's drawn from the back, his balls are just waving about. It's like. So the artist in this Derek Robertson, like, draws at points really graphic detail that I don't think is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
I guess well appreciated. Yeah. But uh Well, one of the one of the characters you brought up the deep where you said you didn't like how goofy he gets. I I kind of liked him because like how I brought up earlier how uh the boys is kind of like everyone is kind of like their own version of like a celebrity that's kind of gone out of control. Mm-hmm. And the deep definitely strikes me as like that celebrity that has a cause that no one really takes seriously because they're just a celebrity. Yeah. Like the deep is always going on about like how he's trying to save the dolphins from like, uh, <laughs> like it was like a <laughs> sea world the type. Do- the dolphin stuff with the deep in the show is like maybe some it's of my favorites. Ridiculous stuff. shit it's too. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like he tries to save that dolphin from that sea world type place. And then, like, he gets pulled over by the cops, and he, like, shoves the brakes on it and fucking flies through a goddamn windshield and gets ran over by a semi. <laughs> <laughs> I also like it's alluded to that they might bang in that yeah, scene. Yeah, like, the dolphin just keeps begging him to touch his dick or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fucked up. But I, I love that because it's like, he just keeps going on where it's like, man... You don't know what they're doing with the dolphins down there. You gotta, you gotta send me down there. You gotta help, let me help them. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Just, what, well, yeah, whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> just keeps talking. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the dolphins. That's what I'm gonna do because they just keep fucking shuffling him aside because he has those like sexual allegations against him. Right. So he's like, I'm gonna go say the dolphins. That's what I'm gonna do. And he just ends up just fucking it up even worse. Yeah. And they send him to fucking like Dayton, Ohio, or something. <laughs> like, what will? I just love they did it. Where it's like, he, there's literally no body of water close to him. <laughs> like Lake Titicaca or something. That's in Ohio or some I, shit. I have no idea. Like, he has like no fucking. Like every time he tries to save something, like some kind of like sea life, that always ends up dying. <laughs> even when he goes to that grocery store. And, like, that lobster's talking to him. like, hey, let me get this lobster. And they're like, okay. And they take it out and they just cut its head off right in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. This is, like, everything he does just turns to shit. And I love it. Oh, here's Love Sausage. That's what I was talking about before. Jesus Christ. Dick's hanging down to his knee. Oh, is is he from Russia? Yeah. He's got a fucking hammered sickle. I'll find it. God damn it. Well, anyway, the yeah, even to the point where they said they they were joking around with him or whatever with the deep, and they like put a a dolphin in his bed with lipstick around the blowhole. I'm like, are they going to allude to him that he fucks dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they never say he doesn't. <laughs> like, he just kind of okay. I'll touch it. That's like that's closest that he comes <laughs> okay, to fucking a dolphin. I'll touch it. <laughs> Closely comes to fucking a dolphin, but yeah, the one character that I'm really curious about, they don't really say sh- anything about, is Black Noir. Yeah, I kind of want to know more about him too. Like the one thing they do that I loved the most was that like, uh, oh <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's in Volume Three, The Boys, Good for the Soul. There's a whole oh, scene where it cuts God. back and forth of him having his first encounter with Starlight. and uh, just It's not a... necessary. Well, I don't know the context of it anymore, but maybe it, <laughs> maybe it is necessary. Who knows? It's a thriving plot element. Good lord. The more I was flipping through that, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Well, like, uh, the one thing that I like the most about Black... I don't think you've seen it, because I think it might be in the last episode, but there's, like, a scene where, like, someone's playing a piano at a party... 
and Black Noir sits right next to the pianist and stares at him, and then he just backs up, and then Black Noir plays like the most elaborate fucking piano song ever. <laughs> I kind of yeah, but I also want to know more about Black Noir too because he's kind of I guess like the Batman character in it. Yeah. Um, but he's barely really in the show. Yeah, he has like a fight scene with uh, they call her the female, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the uh, all of the seven you see, I mean Homelander a lot. Uh, the Deep, Queen Mav, yeah, Starlight, and that's only four. Um, well, yeah. Translucent's big in the first couple episodes, couple so- episodes yeah. until he exploded. Yeah. Lamplighter you never see. Yeah, because he's the one that retires for Starlight's yeah. position. Retires, like, quote-unquote. Right. But then there's still one more somewhere, right? Uh, oh, A-Train. A-Train, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking, he's like huge in the show. He's like the first five episodes yeah. is all A Train shit. But but yeah, th- I think you'll really like the last episode because I think they do a lot of reveal. They do a lot more reveals than I thought they would for the last episode. Okay. Do they set up like a good season two? Oh yeah. Oh great. Very much so. Awesome. Can't like, wait. So much so like there was some things that weren't entirely true that people have been saying so far up to that point. Awesome. That leads to, like, a big, like, oh, shit, for the season two. <laughs> Great. Yeah, all, all in all, I'm really blown away with the boys and how much I actually really got into it. No shit. I was surprised. Like, I was going into it being like, it'll probably be pretty good, but coming off the tick where it was just kind of, uh Right. Like, I was like, oh, okay. The, the tick almost tried to do something very similar. Yeah. Where it did skew adult, but almost not... It, it did it more campy. Yeah. But even then, like, I still don't feel like it hit, like, um, like a tone. Yeah. Whereas this, like, it definitely leans aggressive. And Very, I can see why people yeah. don't... Aggressively adult. <laughs> yeah. I can see why people would be put off by that. Yeah. Borderline Twitter aggressive. <laughs> oh, my <And> this... <laughs> God. If Twitter had, like, an aggressive brother, it would, it would be, be the, the boys. boys. Like a, a pissed off older brother, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's so interesting. Like I, I feel like a show like <laughs> this, be like Four Chan. <laughs> oh, don't give it that. <laughs> don't label this as Four Chan. Right, okay, okay. God damn it. <laughs> but no, like this could so easily have been just like a. A, a gratuitous, like, let's show a bunch of fucking naked chicks and violence. Right. But the fact that they actually take their time to flush out characters that you actually care about them, even the ones that are super despicable, like a lot of the seven, they're assholes, but they still give you enough from where they are, from where they're coming from, where it's like, well, I can see why you're an asshole. You're right. still an asshole, but I can see why you're an asshole. Yeah. Like even even down to A Train, like I think A Train's slowly turning into one of my favorite characters on this, just mm-hmm. based on like the small things they give him here and there, mm-hmm. where he just seems like this guy that's trapped in this life mm-hmm. that he can't get out of. Right. And he's like the first person you see like kill someone that you care about. Right. Whereas like it now now it's down to where it's like, God, I still fucking hate you, but <laughs> I mean I can see where you're coming from in a way. Mm. I mean, I see his point of view on why he needs to be the way he is. Yeah. But I still don't like him. Like No, yeah. I mean, I like his character in yeah. the show, but, yeah. like, he's still a despicable person. Yeah. Like, it's coming from motives where it's, like, if you spent your entire life being this fastest man in the world, 
Like you can't even imagine what your what your world would be like if you weren't. And right. That if you des- were the, nobody even says it. Like nobody cares about the second fastest yeah. man in the world. Yeah. And like the desperation that you'll you have to try and maintain that, mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's it'd be scary in a way. Mm-hmm. So I, I like where they're coming from with him. Yeah. And everyone kind of has those same motives in the seven throughout that I really enjoy. So yeah, that's why I, I fucking dig the shit out of the show. Yep. Yeah. Great show. What would you grade it? I, you know what? I'm gonna give it like an A plus. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Like it's just, I, like like I said, like I've had, I've told you before, I have that superhero fatigue, and now they're they're coming at it from an angle where not only are they commenting on superheroes, but they're commenting on the fact that superheroes are celebrities and like kind of the danger of celebrity, mm-hmm. where people are unquestionably following these people that really don't have much to offer society besides being just out there. Right. Like, even now, where it was like, oh, yeah, they're crime fighters, or it's like, we're not really fighting crime. In fact, they're, like, scanning for crimes for them to do so they can, like, show them doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not even, like, fighting crime in a way that's helping society. They're fighting crime to get headlines. Mm -hmm. So they're not even helpful in that way anymore. So now they're just kind of useless pieces of shit. Right. So I like that whole aspect of it. So, yeah, A-plus for sure. Uh, I'm going to give it an, an A. Um I really like the direction they took this for sure. I love that it's also very brief. It's only eight episodes. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, my God. I'm way, like, behind the last few big, like, shows that have come out. And like, we only need to do it in, like, eight. Yeah. Like, thank God. You don't have to do, like, a 13-episode, like, bullshit filler season of whatever. No shit. Oh, my God. That's been, like, a blessing and. (laughs) <laughs> just a blessing. Oh, I'm gonna even say sure. in disguise. Yeah. Like it's just a blessing that yeah. I'm gonna tell the story I need to in this many episodes. Yep. Here you go. Yep. My God. Um the I can I don't mind it so much, but I can see why sometimes they do like really extreme things in this for the show. I think that mm-hmm. can be off putting for some people. And yeah. it's not so much off putting for me, but like that's just going to knock it off that one plus grade for me to oh, yeah. make it a solid A. Yep. But like otherwise, like it's a great show. Oh, totally. Can't wait for a season two. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Write, so fucking good. Write down these. A plus A. So, what else have you been into this last week, JT? Well, uh, unlike you, I did my homework try. I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think of it. Okay. Because a big portion of it, it just seems like a day in the life of, mm-hmm. with uh, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, which, which leads to, like, another day, like, six months in the future that's, like, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, for the most part, like, for, like, the two hours and, like, 30 minutes leading up to, like, this last ten minutes, you're like, this is probably, like, the most low-key... Tarantino movie they've ever he's ever made, <laughs> and that last ten minutes hits, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a that's a Tarantino movie, and it just it goes off the fucking rails. Okay, which I don't even really know what I think about it. Just thinking about it at this point, even, but uh, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Like, I think he still does. Not to spoil too much, but he does. He still he does his. 
revisionist history again in this, okay. like he did in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. So you you get that, and uh, I don't know. It, it, I think it's it's okay. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I'd put it as one of my favorite Tarantino movies, but it has its moments. Okay, like DiCaprio was fucking kicks ass in it, and yeah. Brad Pitt is like Brad Pitt is like one of those guys that I imagine myself growing up as. Like I'd want to be. I'd love to be a Brad Pitt. <laughs> like just like a guy that's like he's like almost kind of like a he's like a stuntman, but he's like a hippie at the same time. Uh huh. So he's just fucking awesome. Great. So right. uh, so yeah. We'll, we'll probably review it at a later date, but uh, yeah, I dug it. Great, awesome. And uh, I saw the uh, movie "The Girl in the Spider's Web." Yeah, rented it on DVD, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> <No>? <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it felt like one of those movies that thought it was smarter than what it is. Mm. Like it's one of those movies where, like, the perfect way to describe this movie is just like a there's like a scene between her and a kid. Where they're playing chess and they don't even really show the board; they just show moves. And then it's like, oh, by the way, checkmate. And it's like done in a way where it's like, you know how smart I am to, mm. to do this. Whereas like, you didn't even show the board or whatever. <laughs> like it's just it do, it just does things and then it does them in a way where it's like, wasn't that smart? Like no, it wasn't because you didn't really show me what happened. <laughs> That's like a lot of that lot of this movie. So uh, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> Perfect. Which is disappointing because I like the girl in dragon tattoo. Yeah, but for this, it was just like it was just kind of thrown together. Shit. And uh, my last thing, watching a lot of Family Matters, of course. Of course. And uh, I even remember what I was going to bring up later in this. I think you're going to talk about season three. Oh, season three. Yeah, season three. Finally on season three, and it is off the fucking rails. <laughs> like we talked about, like wanting to watch Family Matters until it jumped the shark. And, like, it teased it a couple times in season two. That one episode, especially, that I brought up, where they do the Urkel dance, and then mm-hmm. Aunt Rachel tightrope walks across a clothesline. Mm-hmm. That's, I'd probably say that was probably the point it jumps the shark. Mm-hmm. But they still go back to, like, doing regular family shit. In season three, they've thrown the family shit out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's gang violence, there's a robot Urkel, there's a, a jetpack, there's an orangutan that he steals from a laboratory that's trying to test cosmetics on it or something. It's in fucking sane. <laughs> <laughs> season three, they were, you could tell there was just a meeting between season two and season three where they were just like, you know what? Fuck this family. <laughs> Who gives a shit about this family? More Urkel. We need all the more time. Urkel and more Urkel doing dumb, crazy shit. <laughs> Great. That's all we need to do from now on, and that's exactly what they've been doing. All right. So it was the Urkel dance, and then they pulled back. Yeah, Urkel and then... dance and Aunt Rachel tightrope walking across a clothesline. And then in that uh, break between seasons, they're just like, fuck it. Let's yeah. just go whole They on. literally just fucking <laughs> pulled their pants down and just showed their crazy dick. Cr- crazy Urkel dicks. Crazy Urkel dicks. <laughs> and every episode has had at least one thing where I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this isn't even possible. And I think as far as I know, that's just the rest of the series. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Man, it goes that early, and it goes nine seasons total. Yeah. 
My, oh my. It's ridiculous. Like, there's one I watched the other day where uh, Urkel tries out for the basketball team, but no one ever passes him the ball, so then he just becomes the equipment manager. And he was like, oh, it's okay, I'll just try out next year. And then in their first game, everyone gets so injured <laughs> that they just throw Urkel into the game, and then he ends up being like amazing at basketball, <laughs> and they end up winning. So I'm like, so Space Jam ripped off Family Matters. <laughs> Pretty Perfect. much. Great. Family Matters has its own has its own Space Jam episode. Awesome. So it's it's nonstop crazy. Even like episodes that seem mildly normal, they have one aspect of to it that's just in fucking sane. <laughs> Love it. Can't wait to get there. Yeah. Can't wait so to check go for that kink, kink, that's that my, Urkel ride. That's my Family Matters minute. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, I I think I've only been really into one other thing. We dove back into Comedians and Cars getting coffee. Yeah. Which now, when it opens, it's now a Netflix original. Oh, boy. Which was uh, originally a online-only thing, like just straight by Jerry Seinfeld, that then got picked up by Crackle. <laughs> and that was the only reason to watch Crackle, because I actually <laughs> really kind of like this show. Yeah. Um. But now Netflix picked it up, yeah. And they actually had an episode with Eddie Murphy being oh, driven shit. around, which I haven't seen Eddie Murphy do anything, yeah, with like just him mm-hmm. without him being like the voice of donkey or whatever. Yeah. But like, he was pretty much saying that after he was huge and then like did like some animated movies or stuff like that, like he's been playing it really low key. Yeah. And. He hasn't even doing like a ton of stand up or anything, and he's like really dives into like he was scared. He's only been doing more stand up recently because mm-hmm. he was worried that like if he ever stopped, he that muscle would like atrophy, yeah, and he would just like lose it and then mm-hmm. become like just completely irrelevant, yeah. And so he's trying to get back in the stand up game here and there. But it's so hard for him because he already has this previous celebrity yeah. that, like, he can't even go out and just, like, work material without people, like, tearing it apart if it doesn't really work. Because mm-hmm. on social media, just travel instantly. <laughs> and even if he's just trying to workshop a joke and get it to work right. Yeah. And so he's like, it's hard, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, really all I ever want to do now is just stay at home with my kids. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Like, I made enough money early in my career that I have my house. No shit. I, I have my money. I don't blame him either. I have a family. That's all I want to do is do nothing and just yeah. be with my family. But then I have this urge to just go out and still do what I love to do. Yeah. And it was, like, a really cool episode. Yeah. Of just them driving around in a car and getting coffee. <laughs> getting coffee. <laughs> but yeah, I we watched like a good chunk of this last season that came out. And yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a really fun show. Alright. Regardless of what you think of Jerry Seinfeld at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it's fun. I know. I've heard people that criticize that show once in a while where like he'll bring on like comedians that have just gotten big. Mm-hmm. Where like... He does. He's not like totally in tune with like how, like no one's like throwing like billions of dollars at people anymore. Like right. I, I've heard like he had an episode with Zach Galifianakis where he was like, "Well, you're in movies. Why don't you just like not work for a while?" And then like he like Zach Galifianakis just like rolls his eyes like, "Yeah, 
why don't I just not do that, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not everyone has like a fucking sitcom that they're like living off the fucking <laughs> residuals, residuals of. For the rest of their life. Yeah. So like I've heard like criticisms like that where it's like when Jerry Seinfeld like meets a celebrity, like he just kind of sees him as like, oh yeah, you're rich. Right. You're rich like me. You can do whatever you can do whatever you want. Right. I yeah, I can see that <laughs> that a criticism of it. He doesn't have like I guess maybe when they were on the show originally it could be like that. But like even like this latest season, it's all pretty much like his friends or like established people already. Yeah. Like they have Jamie Foxx on an episode which was really good. Yeah. Um they had Matthew Broderick on an episode, <laughs> but it was like, like I don't know how what I think really about Matthew Broderick either because he like killed a guy. <laughs> Jesus, God! <laughs> don't forget, people, he did it. But like, uh, regardless, like I, it kind of was like funny because he's so low key and quiet next yeah. to Jerry Seinfeld's like big tooth goofy grin. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I still like the show regardless. Yeah. And I don't even care about cars, but the whatever I get from the beginning of each episode is like, this is a 1965 Cadillac sedan. Look at this in mint green or oh, whatever. Cool. And I'm like, that's a nice looking car, I suppose. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, check it out. Each episode's only like 15 minutes long too, oh, which yeah. is so forgivable. Yeah. That's all I've been into really. All right. Yeah. So. Oh, actually... Hey. Did I bring it up last week? Do we have... There's something else I've been into. I didn't know if I brought it up last week. Oh. It's comic news. Yeah. But um, there's a writer called Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Who did in the... Uh, er, in like the mid-2000s did a huge run starting with a book called S.H.I.E.L.D., and then ran through Fantastic Four. Yeah. And then did an Avengers book all the way to like an event book called Secret Wars. It was like 250 something issues. Jesus. Of like a slow burn awesome run. Yeah. And he just started the X-Men two weeks ago. Jesus. And the first issue was awesome. Okay. And so like now he, he has two books going with X-Men stuff co- concurrently. Yeah. And every other week is the opposite title. And each one feeds into one another. Oh, shit. And he's going to do that for the foreseeable future. So it's like two different groups of X-Men, but they're in the same universe? Well, the the second issue came out today, and I haven't read it yet. Okay. So, like, the first book, like, kind of sets up the premise of what they're doing with the X-Men, where Xavier is, like, up and walking, and I don't know. But, like, everything that the X-Men have to deal with is, like, all dealt, like, organically. It's also deal with, like, these weird flowers and, like, how it almost, like, is, like, a weird facsimile where, like, the the mutant gene is, like, an organic growth of humans and, like, these flowers are, like, this weird symbolism for mutants that are kind of, like, taking over and, like, is a symbol of the mutants. Okay. And, like, so everything that, like, deals with the mutants is all, like, like the building is all organic looking. There's no like squares or right angles in it. Yeah. And like the humankind that's kind of work working against them. And cause like what Charles Xavier has done has found these flowers that have like cured all disease, like 
did, did the, done these marvelous things, but he's bought a pharmaceutical 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 company yeah. <laughs> that has changed the game for the whole world. Jesus. And now he owns that whole thing yeah. and he controls who can have it. God. Xavier does. Yeah. So everyone wants to get with Xavier and not <laughs> piss him off, right? Yeah. So I don't know where he's going with this. Oh, shit. But I'm in so far really liking that first issue where That's it starts crazy. off. Crazy. Anyway, check it out. There you go. It's called uh the uh, it's called House of X and Powers of X is the joint titles that Ooh. are coming out. So, Ooh. check them out. Buy Ooh. them off Comixology if you can. Ooh, they're great. Ooh. That's it. That's JT. it. So people wanted to talk about uncomfortable drawn scenes in The Boys With You. Where could they do so? Man, be sure to send your period blood face to me at Bucky for <laughs> on Twitter. Also Bucky for on Instagram and Bucky for on Snapchat Troy. Uh, hey, talk to me on Twitter, if you would, at Troy to the Max uh, on Twitter. You can hit us both up at review review pod on twitter while there please vote for the tournament of random movies that's right we've got uh the best little whorehouse in texas versus police academy great great matchup great match eric was okay by saying this is a good good one uh all of our shows are uploaded onto review review com, but that's not all from there they also are distributed to a flurry of other host, uh, of other sites as well, so just Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. We listen on Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review us there because if you like the show, that it definitely helps people find our show as well. Yes. If you want to write in, you're more than welcome to do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail dot com. Yes. There you have it. That's the show this week, JT. That is a show. Well, for Monday, because uh, well, next week's gonna probably be up in the air. Because you're gonna be a new, newly minted two-time father, right? Two-time father of the year. Two-time father of the year, right here. <laughs> but uh, so for Monday, we're going to build to what could be our next week's show. Which, if it needs to be on Thursday or if it needs not happen at all, we'll find out. But for Monday, we're going to be doing uh, the start of our AFI August. Mm-hmm. Where uh, we're going to be covering a film that we've already watched in Singing in the Rain, which is the number five on the AFI list. <clears throat> I don't even know if I've ever really said this. So for August, <laughs> so for August, we're to make up for the fact that Troy's probably going to be stuck at home for the next month. Well, also, Monday is the day of my son's birth. <laughs> it is. So Troy's going to be stuck at home for... The foreseeable future, yeah. at least for a month. To, so to commemorate this, we're going to be doing a lot of things you can watch at home. So mm-hmm. what better way to do that than to <clears throat> look into the best movies ever made, according to the American Film Institute. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be doing the top five on the AFI top 100 list from 2007. Mm-hmm. And since we already covered number five, that'll be our Monday show where we'll do our fo 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 flashback mm-hmm. of Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe for next week, if we can do it, I don't know, we might have to do a twofer like next week, the week after that. I don't we'll know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But for next <laughs> week, tentatively, 
we're going to be doing Raging Bull, the number four. Have you ever seen Raging Bull? I don't. I've never seen Raging Bull. Neither have I. I had so a roommate that just would wouldn't shut up about it. Really, I've never seen it. Yeah, so didn't like that guy. So. Robert De Niro is a boxer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe Pesci oh, coming off of that Irishman. My God, trailer! It'll be perfect. Perfect one to cover. Perfect. So there you go. Chef kiss. Chef kiss. Mwah. <laughs> so tune in Monday for our f- 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 flashback of Singing in the Rain, and then our episode maybe next week. Of number four on the FIA list of Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm looking forward to doing some classics. Yeah, some real classics. <clears throat> yeah. I, I I think we brought this up, like, a long time ago to want to end up doing that. I think even before Unspooled came out, we're like, yeah. we should do something like that where we do, like real movie classics and go down the AFI, yeah. like pick them out. And then unspooled came out where they did the same idea. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, but they actually like encounter <clears throat> it in like a very analytical film making aspect. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting with us where it's like, we're not really studied up on how film is made <laughs> yeah. to like, kind of see like, <clears throat> does what the like layman a, yeah. thinks of it. Yeah. Yeah. Does like an everyday average Joe person really like these movies still. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I'm curious to dive into them, because I've never <clears throat> seen number one on there. Neither have I. Neither uh, have I. Citizen Kane, never right. seen it. So I'm curious to, to jump into it. Um, if people want, what is the top five? Is if people want to go and oh, just right. watch them so, ahead of yeah. time. So the top five, of course, <clears throat> number five being uh, Singing in the Rain, number four, Raging Bull, and then uh, on the fourth, well, on the 14th for us, but uh, <laughs> our show after that will be Casablanca. Okay. And then number two is The Godfather. Okay. And then number one is Citizen Kane. There you go. So if you've seen or haven't seen any of those, yeah. light us up in the social medias. Yeah. Let us know. which. What's your favorite? Which of those five is the best? That's right. Do they deserve to be in that top five? Do they deserve? Let us know. To be there? Is there a movie that should be up there instead? Oh, good point. Like Corky Romano. <laughs> <laughs> like Godfather Three, yeah, the good one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, great show, JT. I really felt a good synergy between yeah, us tonight. It was good, very good. It was good. So until you hear about us on Monday, well, you won't hear from me for real for yeah, for maybe a week and a maybe half. Maybe a I week. Don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but maybe uh, I, maybe I can get him trapped in a room in the. Like I said, just then. pack this stuff up, bring it to the hospital, we'll do it. Fair then. enough, fair enough. We'll wow. see if a nurse ever saw Raging Bull. <laughs> we'll get her on. Uh, but that's the show. So until next time, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am a GG3K. And we are off. <laughs>